I forgot it has this little glitch in it. Uh, I've tried to find a quieter location. We'll see how this works. All right. So today we're going to do the Universal Source. This is an initiate level class, and uh, you know basically what it's going to do is introduce you to the Universal Source. Okay. So this document provides an overview of the Universal Sources. This is an in-depth. Uh, once you initiate and you get into the higher level classes, then you get more into the in-depth levels. The ancient texts tell us that organization out of chaos bespeaks an intelligence, and thus the order and organization of atoms, which are universal, bespeaks an intelligence of the universe. Okay. This universal intelligence is in all matter and continually gives to it all its properties and actions. So we've had multiple classes that have talked about the energy matrix, the sacred geometry, and so this is where it's telling you is that these are all the fundamental basics of the universal source. Okay, uh, let's see. It has the intrinsic tendency for things to self-organize and co-evolve into ever more complex, intricately interwoven, and mutually compatible forms. But in actuality, it is the harmony of natural law and balance that everything is built in perfect harmony, which reveals an intelligence of such superiority that compared with it, all else is utterly insignificant. Okay, uh, We can't even begin to think on that magnitude of order. The universal source or creative force can only act out and exercise its potential by thinking. It uses its creative will to form thoughts and images and then impresses these thoughts and images upon the universal energy. The thoughts and images attract energy to them and as the energy vibrations slow down, the further away they travel from the originating point. The thought and images begin to solidify into matter, and the images are transformed into physical forms. This is a simplified version of how things work. Okay. This is the way in which the physical universe system was created. Nothing can manifest in the dimensional universes that did not first exist in the universal mind as a thought or image. Nothing physical can materialize exist or evolve without conscious thought by the universal source okay so while you may think you have that thought guess what it didn't come from you it came from a higher source okay the ancients called the source the ein sof which means the unknowable universal source okay so way back when if you see ein sof in most of the ancient texts that's what they're talking about is the universal source in many of the ancient cultures, this universal source was also called the Overmind. So in a lot of the uh, Egyptian text, uh, you see where it talks about the Overmind, and that's what it's talking about. It's not talking about Ra, like everybody says. It's talking about the universal source. Okay. This intelligence is cosmic, centralized, and evolved. It continually evolves under the principles of infinite time, energy, and the one universal mind. This intelligence is in itself thoroughly understood, intuitive, and every part of the universal and cosmic union is considered to be interrelated. The universal source continues to unfold revelations within its own structure, continues to influence every living thing created, expands through time and space, and continues to reveal its knowledge for recognition and self-evolution. And so that's the thing, is that self-evolution is very 
important because uh, it is the spiral of create and recreate, okay? Uh, and that recreate is the evolution of whatever was created previously. Okay. In other words, all things are an expression of the universal source, and from this understanding come a vast and humbling appreciation and an ever-deepening respect for all things in the great creation. The creation becomes the epitome of the universal source. Okay. okay, so let's begin by understanding the universal source's seven subjective and seven objective stages of consciousness. So we're, we're going to kind of get into, you know, how the source uh, self-evolved itself uh, uh, regarding consciousness. And these are the basis of the foundation of universal creation. Okay, so we have to deal with things popping up every now and then, but it'll be fine. Okay. Uh, so, the number seven is a universal number of spiritual values as it represents the symbolic symbol of the seven principles of nature under the universal laws. Both are structures of the universal laws of the universes and the symbiosis of cause and effect. Okay, so... Uh, those laws have always applied. We've talked about the universal laws. They, even as source exists, those universal laws exist. So uh, they're going to come into play all the time. So the subjective is the cause which occupies the lower energies or denser vibrations. These lower energies construct into matter. Subjective means the inside relating to the subject derived from the universal source's own consciousness and denotes the state of thought or feeling of which the mind is focused on the subject of thought. Okay, So, uh, very much like what we do, right? If we don't have any focus, uh, there is randomness happening within our mind. Okay, But when we focus on something, then we have clear insight, and that internal insight is the thing that is the driver, and so it's very much so for the universal source. The higher energies are the subtle energies found in the ethereal realms of consciousness where creation takes place in the ethereal forms, such as the light, pattern of energy, and universal intelligence. Okay. Objectivity is the object seen outside the mind. It pertains only to that which is real within universal creation or exists within the energies of the mind. So in other words, there was a thought form, and that thought form became matter, and then the matter resides outside the mind. Okay. Uh, think of it like this. You want to build uh, a little garden box with a bench attached to it, right? And so you, most people go online anymore and find a plan, and then uh, they formulate in their mind what they want that to look like, and the type of materials that they need to put in there, so on and so forth. And they go and they purchase those things. And it goes from being within the mind to a physical thing. And so this is very much how creation works. Uh, let's see. It is within the creation of the antimatter, or void, and not in the structure of matter. Okay, so uh, there again, it goes from being up here to out here where we can see it. Okay, we, we are able to acknowledge it once we can see it. Uh, in the beginning, there were many septenary stages of consciousness, which preceded other consciousness in other universes before the physical universe system was created. So before this universe that we live in was created, there was many other attempts at creating universes, okay, 
uh, and so it has gone through its own evolution. The universal source has seven stages of consciousness from the creation in the ethereal realms to the manifestation of matter. And so those ethereal realms, we're talking about other dimensions, okay? First is the manifestation of matter composed wholly of matter in the denser, gross, tangible forms. Second is the vital, which is the next stage after the manifestation of matter. It is the vital principle, the structure, or the force, which is indestructible and is only disconnected from one set of atoms when it becomes attracted to other sets of atoms, as in attraction and repulsion. Okay, so now we're seeing the laws apply here, cause and effect. The magnetic force of energy. Okay, so it is that attraction and repulsion of those magnetic force of energy. The vital consciousness is a principle defining the configuration of the subconscious mind where many subconscious desires and thoughts are hidden. The third is the subtle energies which are composed of highly etherized matter. In other words, now we're getting into the uh, kind of spiritual aspects of energy. These are the duplicate of the matter in its passive state. When active, it depends on the vibration of its subtle energies and the oscillation within the energy pattern to give it shape and form. The shape can alter or change according to its collective energy consciousness. Okay, so that, that means that there's evolutions that are taking place. The fourth stage is the intelligence of consciousness, which is the higher concept of nature due to its awareness of itself. So there's that key word, awareness. Must have awareness for it to get higher consciousness, which brings action, memory, and instinct. It is in this state of awareness of its own consciousness. And the fifth stage of consciousness is the awareness of nature and its dependence on the unity of oneness. Okay. The sixth stage of consciousness is the uniting of duality from the lower consciousness to the higher consciousness. Okay, so we go through the same processes. These two energies are separate and keep the outer consciousness from knowing about the inner or higher consciousness. That's what happens to us. That's why most people don't know about their higher self. Okay, and the seventh stage of consciousness is the light. It is the emanation from the universal source that is a state rather than a being. Okay, so, so we call this a state of being. Okay, it isn't the being, it is that state in which that being resides. Okay, these seven stages of consciousness are the spark of light, and through this consciousness it creates so it can experience its own light in some form of matter. In other words, this is what happens in the ethereal realms. The creation of light creates so many things within the universal mind, and it is through these seven stages of consciousness that eventually it will manifest itself as matter and experience its own creation. So what it's saying is that uh, it, it discovered in the ethereal realms this ability to manifest creation into existence, and then likewise that creation of existence have the ability to think, have consciousness, and to evolve itself, okay? The light is a beginning force which manifests as matter. Matter and spirit are two aspects of the same essence. Matter is nothing other than the crystallization of spirit on the outer periphery of its emanative range, okay? So what we think is matter is really energy, right? But the reason we see that matter is because we know it 
and that knowing is based on what we know of how that uh, range works with light or uh, the harmonic frequency. It is not nature itself that knowledge comes from, but from the intelligent mind, the power behind the energies of all creation. Okay? All things are created in the ethereal realms of antimatter, in which they congeal themselves and descend, in, descend into the lower vibrations of matter. So we don't see what's in those ethereal realms because they haven't descended into matter as we know it, like here in the third dimension. Okay, uh, that we see the emanation of those energies. Okay, if we have vision, especially, or if we're in those dimensions, but we do not see them as matter. Okay, let's see. The universal source through its consciousness creates life, and that which has been created procreates into a form of matter. There is always a certain intensified will of force that shapes creation from the universal mind, which becomes suggest subjected into a dense form of matter that can then be seen as solid. It is this concept that allows physical beings to bring this force or will to create and shape its own destiny. Once the physical being realizes and connects with the higher force that it is connected to, only then can it lead to a higher force of intelligence and lead the individual to a higher path of existence. The universal source directs the higher mind to manifest the correct journey that the source has created for the soul or spirit to experience its own creation. Right? So basically that's kind of a, a roundabout way to say like a divine plan. Okay. Uh, so uh, it can experience its own creation so that it can bring about balance and harmony in all things that the individual does in its life. So we're meant to have balance and harmony. The problem is, is that a lot of times we pursue uh, disorder and chaos. Okay? Magic is a form of life. It is the invisible force of great universal intelligence which creates what we see and what we can't see. And it is up to the individual to use this magical force to better their life and bring harmony and balance, which will eradicate so much of the pain and sorrow that mankind creates. It is through this ethereal force... It's a long document. It is through this ethereal force that the ancient seers and adepts used to transform, transport their images across vast spaces of time, making it look as if their physical body was there when it was actually somewhere else. Okay, so uh, we do a lot of remote sensing, and that's the principle behind that. Is that that's kind of that magical force. Uh, that allows us to be here and still be someplace else. It is the force of this energy that can create form through the ethereal energies and make it look as solid matter. But in reality, it is the ethereal body's image, imprinting the image of the thought force of this energy that lies behind all creation. All energies have their mirror image, as it is the blueprint of life. Nothing is ever created as a singular form. And we've had that conversation before. Furthermore, all energy fields are organized following the proportional, proportional harmonics or the vibratory keys to creation. The ancient texts describe these fields of resonances emanating from the center as elements, 
The elements are the vibratory archetypes of cosmic intelligence that underlie creation and are at the core of the sciences of the ancients. Okay. We knew a lot more science than we do now. Every insignificant atom is moved by the universal intelligence, and it is the force behind every atom that creates a form that eventually shapes itself into some form of matter. These are the elemental substances of all universes that radiate their own form of creation through the ethereal realms or the, vo the void to a substance that descends into lower vibrations that become solidified into matter. All ethereal substances are known as the Akashic field, which is the universal principle of all life and are the main generators of cosmic energy. Your soul blueprint is just a load of holographic pictures that contain all memories or events that have been taken in your incarnation cycles. It is possible to tap into the Akashic field and recall these memories. The past, present, and future are all possibilities ready to transform into probabilities, which all exist within these vast empty spaces of universal consciousness. There is a sea of energy that holds so many possibilities and it is within the universal source that these energies are used to bring structure out of chaos. The Akashic field is a universal field in which holds a universal energy library, a library of holographic images, a collection of memories of which has been created through the higher echelons of life. It holds the universal graphic structure since the first universe came into creation. So this is not the only universe to pick up on that. And holds all structures and patterns through all throughout all universes or metaverses. Okay, uh, Just like we talk about parallel universes or multi-universes, there are meta-universes. From their creation to their throes of annihilation. Okay, Everything has an alpha and omega uh, which means that the energy gets converted or transformed. The stars, planets, and nebulas are all forms of magnets, but there is a, only one magnet in all universes, that which is the source of light intelligence. The universal consciousness of all creation, there would, there would be uh, no creation without the light intelligence, as there would be no structural force behind the mass energies within the multi-universes. So if universal source didn't exist, that intelligent energy didn't exist, then we wouldn't have the existence of anything else. All birthing of life, whether it be a bird or a child, has a significant effect upon the universe. It is like a ripple sending out waves on a lake. This is because the sparks of creation have the same effect and impacts of all birthing. Just like the birthing of a new star, which sends out new energies across the universe, they all have the same ripple effect on each other. All energies and all consciousness are bound together by the universal source, which is a magnetic circular system that communicates through these vast realms of universes. And it is the attractions and repulsions and the balance of the dark and the light that hold all the equilibrium together. Okay, so there has to be balance in everything. Uh, I've said that from day one, balance in everything, okay? It is important to remember the that the dark that keeps the light out are both part of each other, and when the dark is accepted as the shadow of the light, there could be no more duality as one passes through the other, bringing the full visual visualization of the divine light. So in other words, you could not see the light if there was not darkness, okay? 
and you could not see the darkness if there was not light okay we we wouldn't have that concept okay in its infinite wisdom the universal source provides the keys and codes to all creation the foundation of sacred geometry and the intelligent field that weaves this ancient language is based on the 13 universal laws of creation and hence the principle of oneness. Okay, so we have the universal laws and within there, there are 13 laws of creation. Sacred geometry embraces the premise that each creation is an inseparable part of the whole and hence guides all evolutionary journeys. The ancients were well versed in the wisdoms of sacred geometry and lived their lives in divine harmony and reverent expression of the oneness of creation from within. These ancient peoples understood the evolutionary cycles of creation, the cosmos, and the universes at large and recorded their teachings within the ancient texts for future generations. And unfortunately, you know, we take those texts and we sequester them away and we don't pass those things on, right? Shame on us. The word... Geometry, or geometry, literally means the measurement of the world. Geometry is thought of as sacred when it is used as a metaphorical bridge in understanding, exploring or representing the nature of consciousness and existence. Sacred geometry is the science and awareness of the structure of form understood as the vessel for the consciousness and intelligence of the universal source. It forms its forms encapsulate self-existing knowledge of the universal laws. That which exists does so through a geometric template that is primarily formed by the meditation of the universal source and secondarily by the myriad pools of collective mind that comprise galaxies, stars, worlds, and species. In this way, the universe exists in ratios of geometry on an infinite scale meaning as above, so below. That mirror reflection, remember, if we have those universal laws, cause and effect, mirror reflection, all those different ones, okay? And as such, all things can be understood through number. Okay, so now we're getting into uh, why we need to, why it's important for us to understand numbers because it has everything to do with the base, fundamental base knowledge of where we're going. Geometry is the basis of reality, and the coherent creations are governed by the unseen laws. Sacred geometry is the blueprint of creation and the genesis of all form. It is the ancient science that explores and explains the energy patterns that create and unify all things, and reveals the precise way that the energy of creation organizes itself. On every scale, every natural pattern of growth, or movement conforms inevitably to one or more geometric shapes. It is through the organization or orchestration of energies, infinite patterns, and synchronization of harmonies that the prime material of creation continues to manifest and evolve. These geometric shapes, from the basic Platonic and Archimedean solids to powerful combinations and stellations, reflect the atomic structures within the building blocks. Excuse me. Okay. The geometry holds within it the sacred spiral, which in turn or return creates and recreates geometry and radiates energy from its center. Geometry is the visual model of the unity and its relationship to unlimited potential, individually, universally, and cosmically. 
These co-creative forces are codes for each other, and together they are the code for the portal of infinite possibilities and the geometric keys to conscious evolution. Sacred geometry is the configurative language of the elemental components of the creative force and offers a direct condu conduit to prime consciousness, the universal source. Okay. Sacred geometry is a pure language that expresses the interrelating harmony that lies at the heart of creation, transmitting patterns of frequency which resonate within each creative blueprint. Okay, so uh, we'll, we'll do a little talk about sacred geometry at an initiate level, but these are important concepts to understand. This is how the universal source works. Religion would have us believe that this is the language of God, not Day. Although there exists among these believers a consistency of the Alpha and Omega, there are also the diverse doctrines that have established religions throughout civilizations and cultures' existence. There is a golden thread that weaves itself as a connecting force, and illuminating from the thread are energies consisting of the powers that were depicted as divine in ages of the past. These were measurements or degrees that are fragmentations of structures for humanity to rely upon as needed for its evolution. So in other words, we want to give you that 20% of truth, right? Which is what, you know, beings do. But the 100% of truth is this. And so we have to be able to ferret that out. So these were measurements or degrees that are fragmentation of structures for humanity to rely upon is needed for its evolution. Gods were conceived from ruling civilizations to depict these understanding and the necessity of embodied divinities taught the structure of humanity and its relationship from the divine state of individual consciousness to that of the cosmic soul. They were meant to be a formation to concentrate energizing forces into an embodiment for a decisive understanding. They were not to be set aside as a permanent structure for belief. Okay. Uh, in other words, uh, we should not have based organizations upon that type of structure. Okay. They were conceived for the ages of their time and developed the cultures of their eras. It is the universal source that is the divine, not the gods. Okay. It has been since the beginning that the Akashic Record is that universal space in which lies inherent the eternal ideation of the universal source and its ever-changing aspects on the planes of matter and objectivity. The seven principles of Akashic acts upon manifested substance and by differentiating it into various centers of energy sets in motion the law of cosmic evolution which in obedience to the idea 